0: Welcome to the Hunt Friends October Podcast. I'm your host Coop. And this is gonna be a little bit different. That's yeah, that's my name. Gonna be a little bit <laughs> of a different podcast. Uh with us we've got my brother Brian. How are you doing? We've got my brother in law, but actual brother Eric. Hey, how's it going? Howdy. And we got another Coop. <laughs> His real name is actually actually Cooper. So tonight we're not going to really talk in depth about the Reds. Um, I am a Reds fan because of my father, and this week my father passed away. So I thought, even as much for myself as for anything else, we're going to talk about my dad, talk about how he inspired me to be a Reds fan, and how he inspired me in, in general. So... We have a live studio audience, so if you hear anything in the background, that's just dogs and my sister and her friends. My sister is the co-sponsor of tonight's podcast cuz she bought me the 1919 hat that he's so, been dying to have forever. Yeah. Welcome. All right. So, my dad, his name was Glenn, but everybody called him Sluggo. And he used to tell me stories. About his favorite Reds players, when I was a kid, Ted Kluszewski being the big one, mm-hmm. told me about his guns. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He tell me about the big red machine. And then, by the time the '80s rolled around, the late '80s, early '90s, I was a fan. So, Brian, yes, sir. Tell us a little bit about how the old man got you into the Reds. Well, I was born in seventy two, so I was a little
1: young to understand the the big red machine, but I, I caught the tail end of it and you know, he would take me to all the games that I could go to and everything when I played Little League and you know the, the kid glove games and stuff. I have one memory in particular. Dave Parker was still playing for the Reds and we went to a kid glove game. And, you know, my dad worked until like 5 o'clock at night. We rushed home, got me, we get there. And, you know, I was probably 7 years old, 8, 9 years old, something like that. And the game was going on, and the Reds were tied. And I, I can't remember who we were playing, but it was probably one of the longest games in recorded history of the Reds. It went, it went 16 innings, and it was a school night. And... I wouldn't let Dad leave because, by golly, if we were sitting there to watch the game, I wanted to stay there and watch the game. And I believe Dave Parker was the one that actually won the game for the Reds in the bottom of the 16th. And he turned to me and he said, can we leave? I'm like, absolutely. He goes good because I think we bought every popcorn, every cotton candy, every peanut in the place. So, But that was one of my greatest memories of my dad, because our dad, because – you know he would take us to these things and you know he sat there with us and and let you know let me sit there and and
0: waste his time watching the Reds play but he loved it yeah he he would take me to the the ones you wouldn't go to which is the straight A games yeah I didn't I never uh, made no straight A's <laughs> so you know you 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 do good in school you would get tickets back in the day Brian doesn't know about that nope but um so he would take he would take me to some of those, and, you know, like you said, we'd stay for the whole game. My first game, actually, our cousin Doug took me to. Yeah. It was, I want to say it was 1989. It was the Reds and Astros, and the main thing I remember is that Eric Davis hit two home runs, and the Reds won. Yeah. And the second home run, we heard the fireworks as we were walking down the stadium, because my cousin made us leave, oh. to beat the traffic, and then he got in a wreck <laughs> on the way home. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, (laughs) so Eric, you've been my brother now for going on 10 years now, something like that. Yeah, I
2: I came into the family and, um, I I married into the family in 2010, Mm -hmm. uh, but I've been with you guys since 2007. That's right. Uh, it, I, I, I mean, your, your dad, um, welcomed me in with, uh, open arms and, Unfortunately, I lost my dad four years ago, and uh, <clears throat> one of the first thing, one of the first people who called me was uh, Glenn, and uh, he said, "You still have one father left," and uh, he goes, "If you need anything, I always have your back, son," and uh, I I always appreciated that, and uh, he from the minute I walked in that door. Uh, I think the first thing I, I, I said to him was Hey Mr. Cooper And he goes Mr. Cooper died a long time ago um, You call me Sluggo And uh, he was very welcoming And uh, one of the first things That we ever got the bond over Was baseball um, Matter of fact I think uh, Tara told him That I was a huge Reds fan And um, you know I was born in 76 So uh, the last Year of the Big Red Machine. So I was fortunate, uh, both my grandfather, who actually worked with your dad, and uh, my dad, like, just loved the Reds, and it was kind of like an attrition. I loved the Reds, too. And um, that was the one thing I got the bond of your dad with, was uh, our love for the Cincinnati Reds.
1: Well, you guys went to a few games together, didn't you?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I um, thought so. And that was fun. I Like you, he wanted to stay till the end. That's right. Um, Paid for it. Might as well stay and see the whole and,
0: thing. Yeah, that's
2: exactly what he said. So I, I kind of figured that's how you got it. Uh, you honestly. got it honestly, right?
0: <laughs> one thing he used to do with me, and he probably did it with both of you two, it was you'd get the text or the call. You watching the game? Oh, oh yeah. You the watching time. the game? They're blowing this one. And then they'd win, and he'd be like, oh, Did you see that? They came back. I'm like, yeah. You'd get the... <clears throat> Variation. If they blew a game, it was a text of, well, they suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Or they'd come back and you'd be like, wow. Yeah. Um, he would always ask me if Adam Dunn struck out on purpose. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he just could not understand yeah. why somebody would take third Same thing with Griffey. Yeah, yeah uh, King Griffey Jr. And,
1: you know, I know
0: as big a King
1: Griffey Jr. fan as you were, <laughs> He just for some reason didn't think that King Griffey Jr. would tried. And he him did. and done. Yeah, yeah. He because did. of the strikeouts. I, I mean, mean it's an old school we, way of thinking. Yeah
2: the guy that he loved was Adam Duvall. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. He liked Friel. He he liked the way that Freel put forth the effort. Well, and it was
2: the guys that the hustle. hustled.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he was from that era though,
0: you know. Yeah, I mean he liked Barry, like we all love Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin's great. Yeah. Uh, because I don't like Barry Larkin at all. Yeah, so. I know. You only named your dog after him. That's right. <laughs> Cooper, jump in here. Come on in here. Share sure. some old man memories.
3: <laughs> well, a lot of memories, but none of them really around Reds. That's all
0: right. My podcast, I say what we can talk about. That's right.
3: <sighs> Boy, how many years ago did I meet Sluggo?
2: Shoot, probably when I like 2008. Ten or better.
3: Yeah, Ten or better. Played golf with him a few
0: times. He oh, loved he, he loved oh, golf. Yeah, he I loved, loved golf, golf
4: yeah.
0: man. <laughs> oh, yeah, he nothing would make him madder than slicing a ball into the rough. Oh. God, damn God damn it. God damn it. supposed to be down there. What, what always, <laughs> what always pissed
1: him off the most was when I beat him in golf. You beat him all the time. Right? I know, and he didn't like it. Because <laughs> he started golfing before me. <laughs> well, and he was a, it, people who
2: don't know, he was a southpaw. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, we always said that was not natural to play golf that way. Uh, but he, he actually hit the ball pretty straight until... He, he did until,
0: pretty good. I mean, even into his 70s, he would yeah. outdrive a lot of younger guys. Well, I matter of fact, I it, he actually... I, I, I'm lucky enough
2: I get to go on a golf weekend, and he introduced me to the guys uh, that we go on a golf weekend with. And... Um, they always loved him, and he always used his age as a crutch. So he got the hit from, like, the ladies' tees <laughs> because of his age. and But and, but everybody loved that Slugger was on there because he was kind of, like, at that age where he should be hitting back with the rest of us, but he was old enough to be hitting there, and he had knocked the shit out of the ball. Yeah. So he would go up to the women's tees and knock it, like, right by the green. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, my God, they, I mean, they were winning skins. They were winning money, hands over fist. Yep, and he was the D player, which oh, yeah. he probably shouldn't have been the D player. But
0: no, he shouldn't have been. We, but we,
1: yeah, we also played in an outing together, but it's a different one than he's talking about. We also went on a weekend deal, um, and <laughs> every time that I got paired up with the old man, we didn't win any money. It, <laughs> probably because you I mean, you're a bit too much. <laughs> never fit. Fa- well, we are alike, but uh, it never failed. We would. You know, we would just struggle. And then at the end of the weekend, because you never play with the same person each time. Each day you play with a different group and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of it, he'd come back and say, well, I won, you know, this much money. And, well, you won this much. How would we win so much? When I said, you know, if we could have just figured out how to play together, we'd have won so much more. But, you know what, I'll never, ever forget those memories because you know, that, that's the guy that I learned to play golf with because I always wanted to beat him. And when I finally started beating him, it was great. But then when we played together, I would try too hard or he would try too hard, and we would just kill each other. Mm-hmm. We just couldn't play together.
2: He also liked NASCAR. Oh, yeah, yes. I loved NASCAR. And, and that's how NASCAR. us four kind of got together yeah. the, the first years down at uh, Kentucky Speedway.
1: Yeah, I started, well, my brother and I, Brad and I, we uh, we actually went to the first... Official Kentucky cup race. Speedway yeah, thing. The cup race. Actually, before, before that, we went, when that was we went to you know. Turfway Park for the groundbreaking ceremony. We got to drive ride down in a bus down to Kentucky Speedway and got to see the place before it even had asphalt on it. It was still dirt. They were pouring the concrete foundations for everything. So we got to see all that, and you know, the old man was he was jealous of that. He was like, "I wish I could have went to that." Well, the first race. Brad can attest. We went down there. And the first race was the truck race. The very first race. That was a nightmare. And it poured down rain. <laughs> all the parking and lots were grass. All the parking lots were grass. The campers were parked in the grass. I was fortunate enough that the motor home that I owned, we got to park next to my dad's brother. And he was parked right on the edge of the road in the gravel. So we spent the night there, got up the next morning... And you should have seen the chaos of all the tractors trying to pull these diesel pusher, you know, $200,000 motorhomes out. And the old man's like, yep, I don't think we ought to come down here anymore. I'm like, know, ah, we'll come down next year. And we've been every year that there's a race down there for something. I mean, we went to Indy. We went to the Arca. We, we did it all. But the first cup race, we, we yep. tailgated. And we went down there because we, you know, we're close enough to Kentucky Speedway. You don't have to the Carmageddon. Camp down there. Yeah,
0: that's what they called it, Carmageddon, because God, the, the traffic was so, terrible. I don't know if you if you don't know NASCAR. There's there's three main series, and uh, the night before the Cup race, the first Cup race at Kentucky first Speedway, there was yeah. the what was then called the Bush Series. I think it's called Xfinity now. Yep. So we watched it on TV and we saw the traffic that they were showing on on the coverage. And I called my brother and I said, We're going to have to leave a whole lot earlier than we planned. We got down there, no problem at all. We were front
1: row. Well, we're on we we the had news.
0: This no, you were on the news. They cut me because I was too ugly for the TV. <laughs> but anyway, they. Uh, we were. Front I remember row. we were pretty close. The uh, the planning was atrocious. There was like one port of, potty for like an entire parking (laughs) lot yeah it was it was bad so we get in there and we're like in turn four and as the race is going on you can see the headlights on 71 oh it was people just not moving the race wasn't even started it was just getting ready to go green
1: flag and and it was like red red taillights and headlights as far as you could see yeah it was like people were running out of gas on the highway and everything that wasn't
2: the race i took a nap was it no, no, that,
1: that was later. that was late. That was oh, that when was we camped. Year. That was yeah. the next year when we camped. All right. But,
0: yeah, so <laughs> the race gets over. Like, halfway through the race, they changed the traffic on 71. So anybody they, who didn't get in just they, was shit out of luck. Send them the other way. And then we're, we're trying to walk out of there, and they just had it set up so horribly that people couldn't move. So everybody just busted down a fence. And so... I think it was you who held onto the old man so he wouldn't tumble down the hill. Uh, oh, yeah, hill. yeah. I was actually holding him by his pants. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there was a hill that you had to walk down, and then we stayed for a couple more we, we hours. We couldn't even at. get out we, of the parking lot. No, I, to and grill. that was we when grilled Hodap, we, grilled we grilled out again. Yeah, again.
2: That's when uh, didn't the well. Hodap fall?
1: Yeah, so that was earlier in the day. But, yeah, we set the grill back up, and we cooked food, and we had us a little waiting party. Yeah,
2: well, And the next year... We didn't want to deal with
1: that, so we can't.
2: Well, and we can't, and your sister told me to keep your dad's
1: safe. Oh, yeah. Well, she picked the wrong guy to put in charge oh, of that. Oh, bullshit, because I jumped
2: off the bus and I busted up my knee, actually. <laughs> because who was
1: drunk that fell out of the back of the bus?
2: I, try, I tried oh. purposely jumped out of the bus okay. to go after Slugger, because I made sure he got off the bus and the guy started to leave, and so I, I tried to do a Mission Impossible Me and Slugger walked
0: right off the bus. It was yeah. You right.
2: weren't even there. It was I just was me not... and your old man.
0: So, another memory um, I wanted to get to... Eric, you saw my dad's penis.
2: (laughs) Unfortunately, multiple times. Yes, and
0: and the berries that go along with it too. There's two. I know there's two stories. First, first I want you to tell the golf story, and then the Kentucky Speedway story. Yeah. Well, the Kentucky Speedway story was first. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh,
2: So right after, right we all saw it. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody. I was not down
0: there that year, and that's a damn shame. Yeah. Well.
2: So, I was cooking, I was grilling out, and um, I just got done doing the interview at, you actually were there. You just didn't look at your old man. No,
0: that it was, the, was the next year. Was we were on year. TV for the inaugural. Uh, this was right. the next year. Well, they filmed next us,
1: year. they only put you on TV. We were, we were at our campsite, if, as I recall, and, and, and yeah. we were, we were grilling. You know, grilling, and I think I had the deep fryer going, and I think we were just trying to get some food and stuff. And I look over, and I see I see my dad in the chair. He's got his legs crossed. I, not, it was a big chair. He, yeah, but he's not got them crossed all the way. It, it's crossed a loose, like a woman, how loose, a woman yeah, crosses yeah, her legs. Loose shorts, and he's wearing tiny whities that weren't so tidy. And I look over, and I was like, oh, Eric. He goes, what? I said, look at the old man. He so turns I, I, around I, and looks. And go ahead, and, Eric. Uh, <laughs>
2: Unfortunately, I saw where my wife came from, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was pretty close to dragging the ground. And i i love my I love my brother in law, but I I believe I told I flipped him off, <laughs> and I don't think I could eat that night.
1: Oh, I think you ate that night.
2: Oh, I saw some brain. Yep. Uh, but the but the next the next one was actually is. is that was even more it, It's one. one of those, if I ever get Alzheimer's, I will always remember this story of my father-in-law. Um, we go on the golf trip, and uh, we're down at Perry Park, and him and I are sharing a room. And, um, again, my wife tells me to watch after her dad. And uh, I said, I- I'll do my best, but he's a grown-ass man. And uh, we're, we're in the room. We, we got done. Uh the way the tournament is set up it's um we played 18 36 36 18. And uh we just got done playing 18 holes and uh we're in the room and I I I I have been drinking all day so I take a little nap. And
1: um and Eric nap <laughs> An
2: Eric nap, yeah And I get this Shake on my, my shoulder And I'm like I First of all I just shook it off Because I, th- I thought I was just dreaming And I'm like, I hear Eric Eric, and he keeps shaking me on my shoulder And I wake up And I see my father-in-law And he's completely naked And his Say it Penis Is probably about Six inches away from my face And I'm like What? I, I'm, I'm like This is a horrible nightmare It's I'm, I'm dreaming And he goes I can't turn on the shower Can you show me how to turn on the shower? I gotta take a shower and, Cause we had to go get ready to go to dinner And I'm like Okay um, So I walk into the bathroom And I turn the shower on For him and I said, "So all you got to do is turn this." I, I said, "You have to pull the lever out and then pull the hose down on the faucet." Oh, thank you, thank you. So I come home and I relive this story with my in-laws, and, and we'll they never, all think it's we'll hilarious. We'll never let you live it down. <laughs> so the the next year, uh, we had the exact same thing happen. He forgot to turn how to turn on the shower, but. <laughs> Instead of coming out completely naked, he was holding a washcloth <laughs> over over his penis, um, uh, so he didn't like scar me anymore. Uh, the damage was done, but the, the damage was done. but After I,
1: that, we went out and purchased him uh, boxer briefs. Oh yeah, to because, keep everything. And, in line. and he's like, I don't like these. Like, you just need to wear these. You'll get used to them and he did and that <laughs> till the day he died he wore boxer briefs okay. because we didn't want to have any more scarring of our family It took care of the loose problems especially his
2: son-in-law yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well at least you got to see it and not me
2: yeah.
0: uh so some other things about my dad that uh he served in Vietnam he didn't really like to talk about it uh he only told us a handful of stories yeah um uh, And they were usually not pretty good because, I mean, everybody knows about Vietnam. It was not a good time, not a good place. One story that I'll tell that uh, he rarely told, uh, he used to drive in convoys in Vietnam. And convoys over there would get attacked. Uh, So they were about to go on a convoy. He didn't tell us where. And there was a new guy in country... And he couldn't operate this big truck that they gave him. And my dad was the sergeant, and he told this guy, "Okay, I'm assigned to the smaller truck. You take the smaller truck, and I'll take the big truck, and we'll get going." So while they were on, uh, while they were going to wherever they were going, they got attacked, and was it a mortar or machine gun fire? Both, mortar and machine, and machine gun. gun. Hit the truck that my dad was supposed to drive and killed the guy that he switched seats with. So, a last-second change of seats and trucks is why me and my brother are sitting here yeah. talking to you. Why my sister is over there <laughs> looking at me like I'm weird. Why my brother-in-law is letting me drink his beer in his basement. That's right. Just I've got, I've got one to add to whatever.
1: It. So. My dad, he didn't talk a lot about stuff, but one that he told when he was drinking. uh, We were out in the garage working, and we were doing all kinds of stuff, you know, trailer repairs and different things like that. And I had some friends over, and he told this story. He said uh, that one time they were out on on a convoy or whatever, and they got surrounded by a whole platoon or battalion of Viet Cong. And there was only like 21 guys or something in this group that they were in. And they only had small firearm, you know, handguns and stuff. And so many clips and whatever. So he said they were surrounded and they were taking fire. And they were about to lose everything that they had. They were about to be overrun completely. And he said about that time, two F-4 Phantoms come flying over and when they flew by the first time you know he said the the fighting kind of slowed a little bit he said he figured that was when they were kind of digging in and when they came back by they did kind of a circle pattern and they dropped napalm and when the napalm cleared he said the shooting quit and he said the F4 pilot did the whole tip the, the wings and I'm getting emotional thinking about it because it, I wasn't even there. But he said they got back in their trucks and they hauled ass and they, they got out of there. And he said, you know, and he told me, and I was, I was probably 30 years old when he told me this story. And he said, you know, I, I don't like to tell stories about this. He said, but he said you're old enough to understand it, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I get that. He said, but I tell you, he said, if that pilot was to walk in here right now, he said, I wouldn't just shake his hand. He said, I'd do something even worse. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. He said, because that man is the reason why I'm here to this day. And you know, it's just everybody that served in the military, and especially in those times, they, they all served and they, they they had a purpose and they did their thing. You know, like our old man, he was he was a truck driver. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, a truck driver. But you know what? He halts supplies. He hauled troops. He he got into he got, into, he the got shit. into the shit, and you know, well, it's because of people like that today that we're sitting here in front of a stupid laptop drinking beer
0: and talking about our old man and the Reds and stuff. Yeah. So, he was in country sixty six to sixty seven. Yep. And then he came home and uh, he worked at CGE, which became Synergy, which a couple names later became Duke. Yep. And he was in charge of Underground Electric, and. Pulling this back towards the Reds, one thing he was really proud of yeah. was that he was one of the crews, he led one of the crews that put the underground electric into Riverfront Stadium. Yep. So every time you went to Riverfront Stadium and Synergy Field, the reason the lights were on was because my dad put the underground electric wires. Yep. Uh, and the Coliseum. Yeah, that's right. Riverfront Coliseum, which, however many names are there, it's Heritage yeah, Bank. who, who knows, knows what something. it's called now something something bank i'm sure so my mom and dad got married in 72 (laughs) my brother was there apparently my brother was born eight months after the wedding so well uh,
1: i was i was i was was born a month early apparently i was at the honeymoon maybe but i don't know (laughs) he might have been there but we tease our my mom all the time that I was at the wedding. And if she
2: ever hears this podcast, oh my she will have
0: killed the both we're of We're dead. Yeah, she'll smack we're the dead. Yeah. Uh, so then, <laughs> my brother came along. He was an ugly-ass baby. Yeah. Well, I, actually, he was. We, we've been but, looking But I pictures. turned out pretty damn nice. Yeah, you be, you're all right. Though. Yeah. You were not The ass mullet. Ass and my sister came along in 77. She's the princess. Oh, jeez. She was definitely the favorite. Well, you were the favorite. I was the favorite until she came along. You were the favorite, and then the princess came, and then I was the accident. Yeah, well. And so it was like. She's going to kick your ass for that one. It's like, you know. She don't listen. My dad dad would go see his friends and like, hey, Glenn, how's your wife? He's like, pregnant again. (laughs) No, I don't know if that happened. That actually is a good uh,
2: impression of your old man.
0: God damn it. Uh, uh, so you I was gotta born, you gotta do this. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, wipe your face, wipe, wipe the goat. Uh, one thing, uh, one thing we a story we've told a couple of times in the last couple of days was that my grandma, who I only got to know for a couple of years, she died when I was pretty young. My dad's mom. She didn't like the facial hair. Mm-mm. So he would tell this story a lot. Where uh, there was one time where, after my grandma moved to Florida before I was born, she. Drove up from Florida to surprise my dad and his brother, uh, because my dad's brother lived here in the the area with us. And she walked in the door, she greeted everybody in the room, and when my dad went to greet her, she said, nope, and pointed at his face. Yep, he had a full beard. Had a full beard. What did he do? He went right into the bathroom and shaved, and then she greeted him. Yep. Gave him hugs and kisses and everything after that.
2: What it, did she say? That's not my boy. That's,
0: yeah, that's yeah. not my baby or something yeah. like that. Yes, she didn't like she the facial She did hair. not like beards.
1: Yep. She probably wouldn't like mine then. No. probably wouldn't
0: like your face either. Wow. No, she no, loved this crazy. face, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> so then I came along the accident in 80, and we were a family of five, and we did all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. We had a camp down on the Ohio River, <clears throat> yeah we'd go hurt. boating and yeah. that was our weekends in the summer um, back you know back to the Reds we would go to some Reds games. I remember one time uh, it was probably about 15 almost 20 years ago we went it was when synergy field they had done the cutout yeah for great American ballpark. so this is like 2002 and we went to uh, was it Mother's Day? I think it was a Mother's Day game against the Cardinals. And the Reds got out to like an 8-1 to one lead. And everybody's, you know, all happy, whatever. And then they blow it. Uh, but I just remember, I remember the walk across the bridge with my dad. Because he, I forget what he had going on. He had something going on. And he was, it was like hard for him to walk across the bridge. And that's when, you know, it first started. Oh,
1: that was probably when he, Broke his Broke femur his, and, yeah, and he yeah.
0: had the rod in his leg. Probably. So, but I just remember that game at the what was Synergy <laughs> Field? What was Riverfront Stadium? Sitting, watching the new ballpark under construction. Yeah. Watching the Reds blow a game. Uh, Reggie Taylor of all people hit a grand slam in that game. I remember. <laughs> and that's Adam,
2: a, that's a name. Right. Wow, you pulled that out of your rear end, man! I know
0: shit. <laughs> but uh, I'm impressed, Bradley. I mean, he is the the. Host I mean, of I hosted Red's uh, October. Reds podcast. Come on, come on now. But now, um, I remember it's Adam. A computer screen. That's yeah. Not. No, I remember. <laughs> I remember Adam Dunn was playing the first base, and he had he horribly misplayed a, a ball. And let me tell you about my dad and Adam Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> No, I loved Adam Dunn yeah. because I did too. He he was the donkey. I mean, he was a a three true outcome player. He either walked, hit a home run, or struck out. Right. Well That's fine, but he got on base, uh, scored uh-huh. a lot of runs. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, I think that was probably the start of his not so infatuation with Adam Dunn. That and the strikeouts. Yeah. I the mean, strikeouts. I, I, just I, I try
2: that, to I try to get your dad like on the Adam Dunn. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good side, uh, telling him stories back. Back when young Cooper and I uh, were hanging out down in Covington, um, we drank with Adam Dunn a lot. Um, Adam Dunn and Austin Kearns. Austin Kearns. Yeah, uh, Cooper saying. and I were were sitting at a bar table, and we were talking about UK basketball. And Austin Kearns, who went to UK, no, he's from
0: Lexington, but he didn't he's from that. all right, you're, was he was drafted out of Lafayette house, High School. All right.
2: Uh, He he was from Lexington. We were sitting there just talking about UK basketball. And this guy walks up, and I'm like, I think that's Austin Kearns. And Cooper said the same thing. And he goes, oh, I I want to have a conversation with you two. Uh, What are you drinking? Miller Lite. And he brings a bucket and sits down. We talked about
3: UK basketball. The next thing you know.
2: Adam Dunn and uh, Todd Fra- – not Todd Fraser, uh, but – uh,
0: Shortstop. Uh, Todd uh, Walker. Todd Walker. Walker. Second baseman, yeah. yeah. Second baseman, yeah. Todd Walker. Come
2: over and they're like, is this guy bothering you too? <laughs> and uh, we're like, nah, just come down and sit with us. So I, I try to get Sluggo. We, we sat there and every time that we were out, we seemed to run into those guys and when. Adam Dunn hit forty home runs. He bought us shots of Jagermeister, actually. So I was trying to get your old man to like Adam Dunn, but he he didn't. He
1: <laughs> uh, he didn't dislike him. He just didn't he didn't he like that. The he strikeouts get on was a base. big thing with
0: him. He would he would we would be together, and he we would start talking Joey about, about the game too. I'll, I'll get to Joey yeah. Votto in a minute, but we would start talking about the game, and he'd be like, "Brad, did the coaches tell them to take those third strikes?" <laughs> and I'd be like, "No, Dad." <laughs> he's looking for a pitch in a specific area. He's wanting to hit it out of the ballpark. If he thinks it's a ball and he takes it, and it's borderline and they call it a strike, it's just whatever, right? Why do they take those goddamn
1: third strikes? Well, and I always told him I said I said you you got to understand when when you played softball yeah. back in the day, they're coming in at 65 maybe, 65 try 35. Yeah. Well, no no <laughs>
0: they, pay, they oh they did a yeah, fast pitch. Yeah. yeah but
1: right. I'm like I've got Either way, you know, you got a little bit of time to judge where that ball's dropping. I said, "Don't they're coming at 90, 95? A, of a second. You, you got to as soon as that ball leaves that damn pitcher's hand, you got to decide if I'm swinging or not. Yeah, because you know, I played baseball. I mean, rec league or whatever, and I played against a kid that pitched in the seventies. And in rec league, it was still you got to guess sooner. And when when. He'd, he'd hear that. He's like, "Yeah, but they're making millions of dollars. They should be able to figure that out."
2: Well, and that's the biggest thing. And, and I'm going to segue into Joey Votto. Uh, my mother and uh, Glenn Sluggo had a uh, common bond. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to say hatred, but because that's that's too so big. But, it's the older generation. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and a lot of and you're right. And a lot of that is they know what Joey Votto is making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, 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 you know, I hear it from my mom, and then, I, like, two seconds after I hang up the phone with my mom, Sluggo's so calling <laughs> me, and can you believe that? Yeah, he said a blind, bad word. Cuss on here. Yeah. I, I don't want to cuss because I don't want to get a bad his rating. Mom, his mom, my might be mom, right. might be watching, <laughs> hearing this. But can you believe that? Bleep, bleep. Um, it, Struck out. He's making $25 million a year. Can you believe this? So I, I, it's like Dobie surround sound. I get it from my mom and I get it from Glenn. (laughs) And it's like, guys, calm down. He's still hitting three-something. Yeah. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, if you hit 300, you're going to hit be in the Hall of Fame. He's on base 40% of the time.
1: The the problem with Joey Votto and the Reds, and I love Joey Votto. I am never going to be against him. He's a great player. But for years he's been like the star player. I mean he's the face on a the regular, regular yep. team.
0: Now this he's, year. Right, hopefully, he's been the star of a team that's been below five hundred. Hopefully red. hopefully so, hopefully this year, this will, year will we can play, play if we even play. If we ever get to play. Goddamn time yeah,
1: hours. Uh, but if we ever get to play, maybe he's gonna be still a star, but Amongst a constellation of stars. Yeah, I mean, you look you know? at the lineup. And, and well, uh, that was deep. Yeah, that's deep shit, right constellation there. Constellation of stars. That's oh, right. Holy hey, shit,
2: you've <laughs> never had this on that podcast no, before. I mean, you? that was
1: deep. It, you know, I'm older <laughs> than you, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, How long did we
3: sign those new players that are going to be good for? Like well, the, I and four, here's four, years, four years for is. Yeah, I
1: mean, but I mean,
2: wait a second. Could it be washed out if they don't play this year? Does the next year well, start? I don't a, know.
0: That's a question. I mean, I, it's a valid question because they never that's play. A, they they don't even question. play a year. If they don't play, do the contracts carry over? Well, it could. Dude, it could be like it. college. They're redshirted. You know, what I mean, something I mean, like that.
2: Because, I mean, but uh, S- G- uh, Slater that, and I, we actually that's talked a good about this, man. like lineup this year. Hopefully, we get to play it uh, from top to bottom. I mean, if you if you get. Shogo go to hit leadoff, and yep. then you get Vado Damn to hit second. Yeah, you get.
0: Uh, I put Suarez third. Suarez, I, or do you put. I, I, I put Cassiano's
2: and then Suarez. third. By the time Suarez they start to play, Showers will be all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll be healed up by the time. So you you, he, you look the, at that as those first five. Mm-hmm. I
2: swear, I'm sorry, and I've had a, a lot of conversations with your father. Yeah, Suarez has been my favorite player for the last absolutely. three years. Oh, absolutely,
0: I love him. I remember when the Reds <clears throat> traded for him. This is something I always would do. A. Eugenio Suarez. Detroit how is my, Tigers. How was my dad going to pronounce his name? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't get them right very well.
0: I mean, I one of my favorites was... No, uh, It was Kentucky, Willie Cauley-Stein. Oh. He was, was Cocky stein Cocky yeah. stein yeah. Uh, I think he called Eugenio Eugenio. He did. Yeah, Eugenio Suarez. 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 Uh, man, there's so many <laughs> of them. I mean, I,
1: I'm trying to think. That who was it that? Who was? Who was it that he used to get wrong all the time? Uh, second baseman. Uh, was it no? Or shortstop, Brandon Phillips, Lopez. No, Lopez. He got right. Ooh, I can't think who it was. He, he was. D'Angelo Jimenez. Yes. i Oh God. If you name it, he couldn't pronounce it right. <laughs> but you know what? It's the older generation. I mean. Yeah. I mean, hell, you know, he he, he was
2: would, passionate about the Reds. Oh, oh yes, absolutely. He was. I, I, I was lucky. I got to go to a couple Reds games with him. Um, he actually went with my grandpa a couple times. Yeah. And they both worked at CG&E together. Um matter of fact, uh, they bonded at mm. one of our favorite places down in Florida. Yep. Yep. And, Imperial uh. Beach. Man, um, you get those two together, you talk about CG&E, and you talk about, uh. The Reds baseball, uh, they, they did, and they, they really sat did. there forever on the beach. Matter of fact, we had to like say, "Hey guys, uh, you need to come back up to the room. <laughs> it's time to eat."
1: Yep. Yeah, they they uh, they definitely love the Reds, and you know the old man, he liked the Reds, the Bengals, UK, UK, I mean, local stuff. I mean, uh, he would follow NKU and tell me about. He called me. I don't know if he well, called you, but he called me all the time. NKU won. I'm like,
0: I remember. Okay. <laughs> He was in the hospital this year. Yeah. Uh, NKU played in the their conference yeah. championship. Oh game. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sat there and watched. I watched most of the game with him. I had to go home. But uh, he was right into it. Yeah. They would miss a basket. Shit. <laughs> yeah. He, after he they won, they, was UK he tex- that he was yeah. rooting for. Yeah. I after know. they won, they,
2: he texted me. He's yep, like, he
0: texted me too. He's mm-hmm. like, NKU did it.
2: Yep. I, and to be honest with you, that's one of the things I'm going to miss, other yeah, than the conversation too. with the old yeah, man. Absolutely. But you know, uh, during sporting events, especially Res baseball, I, he would call me or text me uh, I, after every good play or after every bad play, and, I, it, that's, and that's
1: that, with that was everything. our bonding. I that mean, he yeah. everything though. He would call all of us. Yep. Call yeah. or text all now, of us. Now, when it come to NASCAR, he probably only called me on a Sunday afternoon. Sometimes he called. Sunday afternoon, I'd get a call. That damn Kyle Busch what? I'm like, yeah. Is that the one I like or the one I don't like? I'm like, no. You, <laughs> you like Kurt Busch. You don't like Kyle Busch. Because Kurt drives a Chevrolet and Kyle doesn't. He's like, oh, okay. Or, or you know, he, well, so-and-so almost had it or, you know, and I'm a big Dale Jr. fan. And he would be like, you know. You know, Junior had it had it till the end, you know, I'm like, yeah. But he I would constantly get those calls every Sunday during NASCAR season. But you know I, I'm gonna miss the old man, especially with the NASCAR season. But like right now it's a little difficult because everything's shut down. Yeah, there's, there's nothing going You know, on. and we're getting ready to bury our father. And he's not going to get the send off that he deserves because
0: this of goddamn this goddamn coronavirus. Du- yeah,
1: exactly, it's, it's nobody's, nobody's
0: fault. No, 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 no.
1: We're not saying that. You know,
0: we're not mad at you know the funeral home or, or, the, or the governor
1: or anything like that or the president. We're They're not doing mad what about they, exactly. Uh, the president. Well, but, we don't <laughs> care
0: what you think about the president, <laughs> but uh, it's nobody's fault. They're doing what they have to do. It Absolutely. just sucks. It does because
1: because he. He would probably rival most of the highest attended
0: funerals in our area. You go, to, you comb around Kenton County. Everybody knows. Sluggo. Everybody knows Sluggo.
2: I'll even go northern Kentucky. Northern yeah. Kentucky, yeah.
0: So why don't we close this out with a toast, everybody? Well, I actually you got another story. I got another well, story. Well, I was going to
2: say but, let's let's go around. Cooper hasn't really talked yeah, a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But And we're going to start with him, but yeah. the best Sluggo story
0: you oh, get. Okay, good you job. Can get. Yeah, I like that idea. Go and ahead. then
2: we'll tell
3: <sighs> Sluggo story, wow. I'll think of something here in a minute, well, but I'll tell you. Came down to your barn. I'll tell you, that's what I was getting at. I, I'm going to miss him, and he, he, he's not even related to me, but he's like a second father to me because I, I lost my father. What year is this?
1: This is twenty
3: twenty, <laughs> uh, at least. What the hell was it? Ugh. 2010. Yeah, ten, yeah, years, ten, years, ten ago. years ago. And uh, Sluggo basically, just like Eric over here, uh, when we he lost his dad, uh, was just like a second father to us. Uh, and with him, with me, he he basically he taught me how to weld. Uh, and that's why I'm going to miss a lot of projects that we did together. Uh, His favorite thing that he did with me, we went down to uh, my family's farm. We had a barn. It was built like 1890s. The wooden pegs and everything. And he just was so excited because I said, I I want to build a hayloft. And he went down there. We took measurements. He drew it for you, didn't he? And he he designed everything to the T. And it said we need this, this, and this. We went to the, the lumber yard, got it. Then next weekend, took it all down there, and me, Eric, and a couple of our other buddies went down there and slugged. Basically, sat there, and said, "This is what you're going to do." Yeah, and, he and and, yeah, he supervised you. He supervised us. Was, he was yeah, very good. Supervisor. At it. <clears throat> yeah, and, get uh, over there, do that, do this. In a, a day's work, not even that, we had a 12 by 24. Foot uh, hayloft built in the barn. Just, little we'll miss stuff like that. He gets. He loved. He always wanted to do something else down there. Wanted to build another one on well, the other side. Always, always willing to help somebody. He always wanted to do something.
1: Always willing to help somebody. And Especially if he liked you. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Go ahead, Eric. I I,
2: I actually have uh, two stories. I'm, I'm going to tell the story. First of all, a little bit of backstory. My father-in-law. If I know people who are listening, um, I, he was Billy Badass, right? I mean, oh yeah. He was, oh. He just um, everybody was afraid of him, and he wasn't afraid of nobody. So I imagine me having to ask for his daughter's hand in marriage, <laughs> and I. I it, I was. It, it turns out, I was. I should have been more afraid of Sheila than, <laughs> than Sluggo. So I. I don't remember what my my lovely wife was doing, but um, I went over to their house on Mills Road, and uh, I was going to ask for his permission to ask Tara to marry me, and uh, I get there and I, I show up and them two are by themselves and they're like what are you doing here and i'm like shit this is not gonna get- this is in my mind i had it played out a little bit different than what it was going and uh so i was more afraid of sluggo than i was sheila and uh you know i'm like you know i i love your daughter and i i anticipate yeah. i, I want to spend the rest of my life with her and he was like, "Oh, he was all for it." He goes, "You hit my blessing," and I didn't. Get, I didn't even <laughs> get out. I didn't there. even get to ask him. And Sheila was like, "I don't know about this." And I'm like, "Shit, I, I thought she would be all about it." And I was more afraid of the old man, but he was like, "No, you, you I like you. you. You're good."
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, so I had a more convinced Sheila than I had Sluggo. And uh, I, I'll never forget that because I was sitting on the couch. And uh, I was looking at Sluggo, and I hear Sheila over here talking. And I should have been more afraid of Sheila than than Slugo. And then um,
5: didn't she say, "Are you sure she'll say yes?" <laughs> she did.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Tara. You she, she'll say yes. She did say that. And I'm like, I'm I'm pretty confident. Now that you say that, I'm not. But I, I'm glad she did. I'm glad I'm part of this family. And uh,
1: absolutely.
0: Got
2: another one? I, yeah, I do. I, just real quick. Um, yeah, hurry up. <laughs> I, I barely talked in this whole thing. I, mean, you've been I Jeff- actually made
5: a joke upstairs that Brian's really built for a podcast. <laughs> oh, I uh, could he talked. Um, right, I'm a talker.
2: So, yeah, I've had the... Four, first of all, as far as in-laws go, I, I I feel truly, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I, I have the best. And uh, I've been lucky enough... To, To um, A place that I Because my family's been going down there for so long We have uh, Invited my in-laws to come down with us Down to Florida And I know how much Glenn loves the beach and uh, The times that we've had down there um, One of his favorite places Was the Bamboo Hut And sitting there And uh, just drinking beer with him and just experiencing life down there in Florida with my in-laws, and in-laws. and that's every every one of them, down to my nieces and nephews, and uh, you and know, and friends, and friends, and friends. We, we, Sorry, Cooper. Everybody. Well, your fami- your you're family. You're your family. So
1: you're you're the other Cooper. I know. Yeah.
2: But uh, I, it, Glenn loved it down there. Uh, he got the. Hang out. <laughs> dog We, tails. we have a, a, an old man dog tail. I accidentally glance. stepped
0: on his foot earlier, so I'm sorry. Um,
2: but I, I've been lucky enough to have.
0: God, my brother's dumbass phone. Sorry. Anyway, continue. Anyway, I, yeah. I'm,
2: I'm just glad I had that. Those my my. <laughs> when I think about the Cooper family, I, I always think about my life before it and then asking for her hand in marriage, and then our life down in Florida, and it was awesome. So, uh, Tara, you're up.
0: Tara, my sister Tara.
5: I wasn't expecting to.
0: Tell your favorite story of the old man.
5: Oh, gosh. Uh, I did a lot. I got to spend a lot of time with him, and I became his buddy, and I really enjoyed, I don't know that it's necessarily a favorite story, but some of my best times with him was just in the last few years. Um, working on the 49 and going to the car shows. and yeah. um, What about all those times you guys went fishing
2: and drinking? Oh,
5: that's a good story. That's a good story. <laughs> I'll tell that one. But I got to spend a lot of good times with my dad. And just, he he wasn't much on chrome polishing. He actually sat in the shade normally when I polished all the chrome on the 49. But um, he really? supervised. There's a joke there. A joke I know. There, like and I as soon say. as I said it, I thought, oh, God. Especially with um, these.
3: He's, He's a good supervisor. Good. He what? Yeah. yeah he we
5: went, uh, so I went fishing with my dad a lot, too, and I think I was in college at the time, and we went to a lake to go fishing, and it was a, there was a bar on the lake, and um, so we'd go up and get beer, and we would drink while we were fishing, and at one point in time, I went up to go get beer, and, and my dad loved to tell this story. He sent me up with some money to get some beer, and 15 minutes go by, 20 minutes go by, 30 minutes go by, and. So he comes looking for me, finally, and he sees me up at the bar with all the old men. I'm hammered. And he's like, where have you been? I'm like, all these guys keep buying me beer. So
4: (laughs) I was shit-faced. And so he
5: sat up there, and we both got shit-faced. And um, uh, we got real drunk and threw everything in the back of the truck. And then uh, (laughs) our mother was so mad when we got (laughs) here. Because she had made dinner for us, and we were holding each other up. Like, getting in the house. That was a good story. I liked fishing with him. We took our Toby, who's passed away, our dog Toby, who loved water. And uh, so I went fishing. It was me and Daddy and and Toby. And uh, so I was getting a bite on my line, and so I hand the leash. And Toby loved water more than anything. But I I was holding on to him with the leash. So I was getting a bite, and I was like, here, Daddy, hold hold Toby. So I, I gave him the leash. And... He didn't hold on to it very well at all, so Toby immediately pulled loose, jumped into the lake, and was swimming around, and he started getting tangled up in everybody's lines, and everybody was getting pissed because the dog was tangling up his lines, and then he was tangled up, and he got scared, and he started crying, and so I'm shedding my my shoes and getting ready to jump in the lake to go get him, but he did get out, but Daddy likes to tell that story, too, about how everybody was pissed at the lake because Toby had, had tangled up all their lines. Um,
0: I don't know. All right, Brian, give us a good old man story. I, I got one really good one and then I've got
1: another one that I'm going to tell, but so my dad was a big NASCAR fan and he was the reason why I got into NASCAR. Back in the day, Richard Petty was his favorite race car driver. And you know, we would sit there on Sundays and we'd watch the NASCAR race. And then after the NASCAR race, of course you'd have, uh, Either he haul or Dukes of Hazard or you know something back in the day, so we that was our bonding time. Well, he loved Richard Petty, absolutely loved him. Well, when Dale Earnhardt came onto the scene, I I just started following him because well this is the guy that's wrecking everybody. Well, that's my favorite. You know, it's fun <laughs> to watch the guy that wrecks everybody. Well, my dad would get mad as, as hell because that son of a bitch wrecked. Richard Petty or he wrecked this guy and all am like, "Yeah, you know, but so it to make things, you know, down the road here, we uh, we started going to races. And I got us tickets through uh, Mac Tools to go to Charlotte. I can't remember what year it was. It was 93, 94, or something like that. And we got, we got tickets to go to the race and I had my motor home and everything. We go down and it it came with a dinner and an autograph session, but it didn't say who it was with, and we got to go up to the the sixth floor of Charlotte Motor Speedway, and we're in the fancy dining room. We had to wear dress clothes and this and that. You know, it's not like your typical NASCAR fan is t-shirt, you know, mullet, whatever. Three T. Yeah. Well, not all of them. <laughs> but, you know, so at any rate, we're dressed to the nines, you know. And we're sitting there, and you know the old man looks, and my fiance at the time, Sissy, was sitting there, and uh, he's sitting next to her, and he says, "Do you think who do you think is going to be to come in to get the autograph from?" I said, "Boy, I hope it's Dale Earnhardt." He goes, "Oh, I hope that some bitch don't come in here." Next thing you know, a cowboy hat comes walking in, and he saw that it, the cowboy hat didn't know who it was, instantly pushes my wife or my (laughs) fiance onto the floor, gets up and says, it's Richard Petty. And he's the first guy to meet him at the door. He was so excited about that. He got Richard Petty's autograph. He got to shake his hand, got to have a conversation with him. That was worth every penny that I paid right then and there to get those tickets and stuff because he got to meet Richard Petty. Unfortunately, the race got rained out and we had to stay an extra day, but, You know, it was still fun. But that and then the whole weekend, because we went to two races over the course of a week. We went to Martinsville and then Charlotte. And so to go to two races, two weekends in a row, and then go to Virginia Beach and Newport News and just do something as a group to hang with my dad like that, that was awesome. And another story I have is that my dad was very big early on into drag racing. We were on a pit crew together of a top alcohol dragster that ran locally around here, and he loved it. He absolutely put, and you know Brad, he put, he just mm-hmm. loved hanging out and doing that stuff, and I enjoyed it. Well, he, we met up with the owners, or the, the operators of Clay City, which was Doc Sippel at the time, Mountain Parkway Dragway, and Doc Sippel... Decided that he was going to get into top fuel dragsters in the IH, IHRA. And he asked Sluggo to be on his pit crew. And that was probably the highlight of his life. Because he got to travel around the country and be part of the pit crew. He was the tire man for a top fuel IHRA dragster. And, yep. you know, he just, he he loved that those days. You know, got to go to Canada and different things with him. That just to hear the stories and to see him light up when he talked about it that was one of the highlights of my life you know just just knowing that he enjoyed it and other other than that you know everything that I am to this day I owe to my father because everything I know how to do welding fabricating electrical everything I've done it it became it came because my dad instilled it in me taught me you know Gave me the opportunity to do it, and I am who I am because of him, and that's all I got to say.
2: We actually have a celebrity in the house. Okay, uh, Sluggo's girlfriend <laughs> is is making an appearance, and it's not Sheila, but it's actually Cooper's girlfriend. Yeah, he joked that uh, it
1: was his girlfriend all the time. That's right.
2: He he had a special bond with her.
3: He certainly did.
2: And, um... I was jealous. (laughs) You should be.
1: Yeah. She was the younger girl. Tell us a story. Sluggo
4: was my buddy. Um, So, there was a story. So, my dad and Sluggo were both uh, in Vietnam together. And there was a story that Sluggo had told me. Um, My dad was a jarhead, which is a Marine. And Sluggo was an Army brat. So... They had a little bit of a competition going on, and Sluggo had told me one story that when they were, you know, cruising down the road in one of his convoys, he was picking up a couple guys that were marching along the road, and they were a bunch of jarheads. And you know, one of them was like, "Here, get in the truck," and the one guy was like, "No, I'm not getting in no-stupid army guy's truck." And then the other guy goes, "Get in here, you some bitch! You really want to walk all the way?" So Sluggo started laughing. He goes, "Yeah, get in my truck." So he picked up a bunch of army br or a bunch of jarheads, and the they uh, appreciated it eventually. But that was always the competition between those two. Um, Sluggo was a good guy. Uh, he's gonna be deeply missed in this family.
0: Absolutely. So I got a couple. Oh,
3: did he call you a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, probably. He always,
4: <laughs> he always wanted... called me a piece of shit. It was a term of endearment. It was a <laughs> yes. term
2: of endearment.
0: So I got a couple. Uh, one was, I was 16, 15, 16 and I was about to buy my first vehicle and I had been looking at the, uh, like the ads in the paper, you know, this is a long time ago now. What was
2: your first car?
0: It was a Chevy S10 stick shift, 1988. Old old square body. Was it purple? It was black. It was black. But, so we go to this dealer that's no longer there in Florence. And uh, it was Dodge Land. Yep. (laughs) I remember the place. So we go in there, and it's me and my mom, and I think my sister. I think you went with us. I don't know. This is a long time ago. So anyway, the price of the truck was like $1,500, and we're like trying to haggle. (laughs) And the salesman, this is like right before they're about to close. Somebody said something about, you know, Sluggo's my dad. And the guy goes, hey, I know him. And we're like, oh, yeah? So, like, all right, well, let's call my dad. My dad was at the bar. Imagine that. So, we call my dad. And the salesman gets on the phone. It's like a speakerphone. He's like, hey, Sluggo. And my dad's like, who the hell is this? And the guy tells him his name. I can't remember his name. And he goes, my dad goes, oh, yeah. I beat the shit out of your friend at this bar a couple (laughs) years ago. The guy's face was like, yeah. And I'm like, Shit, I
2: ain't The reason shit. you
0: know my dad is because your friend mouthed off to him and got the shit kicked out of him by my dad. And I was like, we got the price of the word after that. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I do have one more to add yeah. to that because of that. Uh, uh,
0: my other story is uh, the first NASCAR race I ever went to was my senior year in high school. And my dad took me to Talladega. Talladega, I remember that. And so it was just me and him and... We uh, we got to bond, driving to Talladega, Alabama. And then when we got to the race, we got to watch remember. the
1: race. The two
5: of you went by yourself? Just,
1: just
0: me and him. Yeah, because Brad was mad because me and him had been to other races. And he's like, well, I want to go to a race. I want to go to a race. But uh, just me and him. So me and him driving down there talking. Staying in the hotel. Luckily, I didn't see his penis like Eric did. <laughs> yeah, thanks uh, for keeping reminding me. But uh, I just remember that because it was just such a wonderful experience yep. that I got to experience with my old man. Um, and then, like everybody said, the calls and texts after games. I'm really going to miss that. Yeah. I,
2: the one thing we didn't talk about is his love for dogs.
0: Oh, he, or yeah. Or actually dogs. animals. Yeah. Yep. Oh, he wanted a goat so bad. <laughs> and, and what
5: He wanted Tara, recently.
0: It, yeah. What, recently. What Tara had a name
1: for it. Oh, I was going to name it
5: Sluggoat. Yeah. Slug, Slug out. out. Slug
1: out. So I've got one quick story so we can get done with this. We were going to Florida one year, and I don't know if Tara and Brad would remember this because we were in a eighty-four Toyota pickup truck with a camper shell and we're we're cruising along. Kids in the back. Yeah, we're in the back laying down on top of all the luggage. So we get we get going. And we stop in Georgia. Completely illegal now, but yeah, I'm super well, exactly. comfortable then. So I remember I was probably eleven or twelve, something like that. Brad was little. No, I don't know how old were you. You were about three or four, like four or five, yeah. something like that. So, any rate, I was young, and I remember we, you know, everybody always said, you know, everybody knows Sluggo, everybody knows Sluggo. Okay, well, we stopped at a gas station in Georgia. Can't remember what city or whatever, and I get out because I had to go pee, of course, and. <laughs> And the old man's pumping gas. And as I'm walking back to the truck, I hear somebody from three pumps over go, Sluggo, is that you? And he goes, yeah. He goes, hey, it's so-and-so. And I'm like, I turn to my mom. I'm like, oh, my God, he knows everybody. Yep. You Because know, he did. He knew everybody. We and, and to add to that, I took his truck that he had just bought, a 93 Ford pickup truck, to Daytona Beach for spring break one year and I'm cruising down the. he had a license plate on the front engraved that said Sluggo I'm cruising down the beach of Daytona Beach and I hear somebody come running over Sluggo! Sluggo! It was a guy that was worked with the old man at CG&E sitting on the bench flagged me down thought it was the old man and I'm like you know what everybody knows Sluggo
0: yep alright on, so, note, on the, that note let's crack them for my old man Hold your beers up if you're listening. Crack one. Old man, I'm really going to miss you. We're all going to miss you. We're all we love you. you. Till I see you again. Amen. Amen. Amen, brothers. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Cheers.